This game is played by adults, going over adult content. You've been warned. Welcome to Yes Please, the D&D podcast companion to Check Please. This series of podcasts take place in between episodes of the main Check Please series and go into more detail and depth about specific people and events. This episode takes place in canon a little after episode 48 of the main series. So the plan is to talk to Alec Mm -hmm. and... Since I just finished talking to the group about things not to do in the village and such, I'm pretty sure Alec is going to be following us in because he a spy and he has to check up on us because that's literally his job right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, but I'm sh- well, he has invisibility, so I do know how. Yes. He'll start there. He'll probably like pretend to be a servant or something. I don't know. <laughs> But I need to talk to him and tell him to be on his best behavior, pretty much. And also to figure out how I'm supposed to remain in contact with him when we're not talking. Okay. Like, not in the same space. Like, if I'm like, I need to talk to you about work. I'm your employer. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you find yourself on the Agile. It is 2 p.m. of Sunday the 3rd. Wow, we're pretty much right on time for my daddy to appear. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're two days out. From, from the elf lands, from the Emerald Forest. Mm-hmm. So you were wanting to find Alec? Yes. Okay. Uh, Please. That... <laughs> See what you did there. <laughs> so you head below decks, and you go to where you saw Alec last, where he had opened like that dimensional rift thing. Yeah. Because, you know, that seems like the first place you would look, right? This is true. <laughs> so you go back down there, and what would you like to do? Can I have the map up first? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Thank you. Let me open up that agile map. It it helps me, theater of the mind, for myself to describe things properly. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. You're quite welcome. (laughs) It's simply the least I can do. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure you could. (laughs) You're a man of many abilities, my friend. You flatter me quite greatly. You're welcome. Okay, so this is soul logic here. <laughs> They're going to knock on the mast. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. You reach up and you knock on the mast as if it was a door. There's the thump of knuckle on wood that you would expect. Yeah. And a slit in the air. Almost as if it was, even though Soul's not personally familiar with, but you would be able to visualize it as almost like a zipper opening. Yeah. Hanging in midair in front of you. And reality itself sort of peels back with an arm, almost as if it's like painted on the back of a flap of canvas. And unfurls, and you see Alex standing there in his little stateroom that he brings with him. That's sort of hanging in space that already exists. How big is the zipper compared to my body? Like, is it a small zipper? Oh, no. Would I have to crawl in? It's from floor to over your head. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like the flap of a large tent. And it's. That's more convenient. (laughs) Yeah, Alec unfurls half of it, uh, so he's standing there looking at you, and you can see into this hole in reality into his stateroom. (laughs) Yes. So I'm just gonna walk in. You push past Alec and walk into his stateroom. Yes. He just sort of <laughs> mutters under his breath, rude. Hello there. It's good to see you again. Haven't talked to you in a while. He shuts the I flap. I didn't die. <laughs> he shuts the flap and it sort of seals itself, leaving almost no trace of any door there. So it looks like you're in a room with no doors. That's never not scary. Well, I'm glad you didn't <laughs> die. So I imagine since we're on our way back toward the elf lands that, you know, you found the crystal you were looking for. I am. I it's, did. Yes. It's, it's a bit sad that you all had to give up so much of your money. Were you <laughs> Were you in the caves with us? Oh, no, that would be far too dangerous. Were you scrying? Oh, possibly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just little birds tell me things, that's all. Little birds? So there's more? Well, there's, there's lots. It's a spy network for a reason, isn't it? <laughs> this is true. I mean, it would be an awful lot of work for me to follow you around constantly, just by my lonesome all the time. <laughs> Besides the fact of how dangerous it would be. I mean, I saw what happened to your halfling friend. Yeah, Good. he... 
Grizzly He's business. having a rough time. I should say so. But, but at the same he time... He doesn't have much longer either. <laughs> well, both on his own and from the plans of the rest of you, it seems like. I'm not particularly comfortable with the plan, but... Oh, I'm aware. I know that he has feelings toward you and that you have feelings back toward him of, of a sort of your own. I happen to love lots of people. He nods in understanding. Yeah, I understand. I can relate. Can you? <laughs> he sort of chuckles and gives you a coy smile. Something like that. Something like that. Okay, since Sol just kind of walked in and they started talking, Sol's gonna just, if I remember correctly, there's a table in the center of the room? Yep. There's a table and a bed and there's a desk and some bookshelves and a wardrobe. Like, there's sort of a scattering of furniture around the room and around the walls. I'll probably sit down at the table then to continue the conversation, just so it's comfy. Okay, and you're sitting at a chair at the table or sitting on the table? Knowing Soul, like me, I would probably do a chair. Well, actually, knowing me, I'd probably do the table too. <laughs> sitting on top of the table. Well, he agreed to what's going to happen to him, so I still think it's a bad idea, even if he is consenting. Well, it's. I suppose it's better this way than if he were to simply starve, though. I mean, at least this way you might get your gnome's friend back, maybe. Maybe. But this is all magic that's a little bit beyond my realm of expertise, so I can't really make any guesses as to how that would go. Same. So, I just have this awful gut feeling that it's just going to end really badly. <laughs> it probably will. Yeah, 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 that's a good affirmation. <laughs> he shrugs, kind of holds his arms up to his sides. Well, not everything works out well. I have a bit of a question. Yeah. What brings you here? Oh. <laughs> you don't normally just well, show I... up, so I, I figured you had something you wanted or something you needed. Well, I am your employer. I can show up whenever I want. I would consider it more of a business partnership. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> if anything, I... I'm an independent contractor. Yeah. Okay. Making it worse. That's fine. It's <laughs> great. Is everything okay? Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about my village before we got there. Oh, I wasn't expecting to be seen by anyone, if that was what you were curious about. Oh, okay. Okay, wonderful. As long as you're not talking to anyone, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, is there someone I should be avoiding in particular? Uh, I mean, it's not your evil fiancé, is it? My what? Well, I mean, I just assume that he's wicked. No, he's charming and wonderful and so sweet. Why would you think that? Well, because, I mean, you obviously don't trust him. I have suspicions, but I have suspicions of everyone. Sure you do. Yeah. <laughs> he just gives you a smile. I mean, if you if you trusted him, then you would tell him the truth about everything. So you obviously don't trust him enough to even tell him that, which is something that I know, and it's something that the rest of your friends know, so... Well, you are going to find out anyways. Well, I mean, that's part of the job, I suppose. Yeah, I made your job easier. You're welcome. <laughs> Did you, though? Did I know? I mean, I could have been in Parthenay in some noble's court right now, <laughs> having a bunch of grapes fed to me by a servant girl. I mean, <laughs> just saying. Oh, poor baby. This isn't exactly a cushy job, though he kind of gestures to the room around him. I... Sort of bring the level of comfort with me, I suppose. <laughs> you, well, I wasn't the one that assigned you to our group. Book did. That's true. And if I remember correctly, you did thank him for that. I thank him for all my assignments. It's my patriotic mm, duty. I see. Man, these two. <laughs> <laughs> Just going at it. But Soul's a little, got a little less ammo for <laughs> But they try so hard. They're trying. Oh lord, they're trying. Oh, Lordy, they're trying. <laughs> well, he may not be evil, but I do think it's a better idea if you avoid him. You're probably right. <laughs> I'm usually right. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but in this what? case, you're you're probably right. I should probably avoid your evil fiancé. He's so not I, evil. You can keep saying that, but I mean, I think we both know that he's, you know, obviously hiding something, planning something. He's rolling his hand in midair as he's talking. You know, g generally plotting against someone. I mean, I'm kind of doing that. Oh, really? The enemy? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count. What? What's the difference? 
No, no, no. I'm just saying that I, I, just from my understanding of this guy, he seems like he's going to betray you. Or seize power or something like that. It's just, it's, it's the, it's the rational move, right? Like, he's the guy who wants more power, which is, you know, why he... No, he wanted me. Okay. Okay. I can see that. He kind of, like, walks over to the table and is giving you the, uh, like, the up and down as he's walking. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Soul instinctively, as he's, like, walking forward, leans back. (laughs) Just like, okay. Well, as a freelance contractor... Something like that. Something like that. (laughs) They're being very sassy today. Uh, (laughs) I was wondering... He leans in. Yes? There are things I don't know about spies, and in order to eventually lead a small organization, I really want to know more about the ins and outs of it all, so I can understand who I employ, what they're working for, or what they desire. Okay, okay. So, the most important thing you can do is to make sure that the people you recruit are loyal. Okay. You can't have your spies running around selling your secrets back to your enemies. That doesn't do anyone any good. So, you need to make sure that those you recruit are of unquestioning stock. Get them from places where their loyalty is beyond reproach. So, people that are either from your village or people that you trust implicitly. It's really hard for me. Yeah, you can't just put up flyers. It doesn't exactly work that way. Well, I didn't. Okay, no, you're explaining things. I'm sorry. (laughs) You simply asked. I'm just trying to answer. I'm not accusing you of doing anything wrong. As a player, can I note? So I'll actually apologize. (laughs) Yeah, it happened. The first time ever. (laughs) Not not really, but they don't apologize very often. Yeah, it's a bit of a red-letter day right now. (laughs) Damn. So, once you have yourself a gaggle of recruits of which you can trust at that point you need to teach them the art of not being seen or more accurately being seen but being looked over so hiding in plain sight he nods precisely your people need to learn how to stand in a crowd and simply blend in now that can be difficult he reaches up and sort of runs his finger down one of your ears (laughs) it can be difficult for someone with such strong features so unless you intend for your homegrown spies to only be spying on other elves, then um, <clears throat> they may have to go through some alterations. I see. I mean, blending in is important. I agree. Spearham is constructed of almost all races. We right? have a fair mix, yes. Mostly due to... So, sorry. Oh, no, it's quite all right. Please continue. So, is almost everyone there a spy? <laughs> No, we just have a a strong network of them. But there are quite a few people that live their lives like everyone else in any other nation. I do like it there. It can be a bit damp, it can be a bit (laughs) cold, but truly it's... You are going to love the Emerald Forest then. It is almost always warm, and even in the winter it's really not that cold. And it always looks pretty somehow. It's amazing. If you had a race like yourselves living there for millennia, I'm sure it would be quite lovely. A climate to suit someone such as yourself. I'm not going to disagree, even though everything in my brain says I should. Hmm. Just a little smirk. Ah, which leads me to the third point. Instincts. So once you have someone who is of unquestioning loyalty and has learned to blend in with a crowd, you need to hone a sixth sense in them. An instinct. The ability to read people in a situation. And that's a bit harder to train. But... Once they get the grasp of it, they can survive most situations. They learn to trust their intuition. Now, of course, not everyone is cut out for this kind of work, and even those who are loyal may not be able to learn the second and third skills. Mm -hmm. So there would be some amount of them that would wash out of any program you would start. And I'd be, of course, happy to run all of the training to make sure that your people are capable. But... Thank you. Once... Someone grasps all three of these, you have yourself a spy. I suppose the only thing you would need to figure out at that point is information relaying. Now, mm-hmm. he taps his breast pocket. Now, my organization has book. I'm not sure exactly what yours would do. Do you have any ideas? Well, perhaps enchanted items. Now, I'd have to work on making them very strong enchantments, because we don't need outside enemy forces scrying into them. But if I can make enough for some sort of communication... 
that could probably work. Very well. And I'm assuming your oh-so-trustworthy fiancé <laughs> would be building these items for you? Well, to begin with, but perhaps as I gain more allies, maybe I won't have to rely on him. You obviously think it's a bad idea. Hmm. Well. <clears throat> Are you jealous, Alec? <laughs> jealous? Hmm. Hardly understand the meaning of the word. Oh, then never mind. <laughs> Don't worry about it. He moves over and sort of sits on the table next to you. What, I scoot what, over a little to give him some room. What would I have to be jealous about? <laughs> to be jealous, one has to want something that someone else has. Like I've told you, I have all my needs met. Oh, I suppose that's right. I guess you don't need anything from me. There's a side glance and a smirk. Oh, I already have what I need from you. That's true. I have your oh, ear. Oh, well. <laughs> I have your what? ear. You do. But I have your partnership as well. Soul's eyebrows and eyes just kind of they, they squint a little. They're trying to figure <laughs> out his definition of partner. <laughs> exactly. Does he mean business partner or something else? Yeah. He doesn't answer. Like... He doesn't clarify. <laughs> Soul's brain starts racing. I'm sure it's like blank face soul.exe is <laughs> it's rebooting. It's just like, what? Wait, wait, did he just say partner? What? What? No, 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 no. He means business partner, right? Yeah, that must be what he he means, right? Yeah. Right. I cannot... No, he's definitely not that kind of person. I don't think he'd want to actually, you know, I'm just a fun thing to be around. That's all. That's all. Because I need to be nicer if I'm an actual partner. (laughs) But we're not going to think about that because we're just business partners. Okay. And then (laughs) Sol just shakes her head. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So while while you were kind of lost in that quarter second of thought he very much noticed your split second confusion and he just has a big smile on his face what why are you smiling no reason at all okay like i said i have no reason to be jealous i see besides you asked me not to talk with your evil fiance so i won't oh you're gonna keep going with that aren't you i'm just saying i have a feeling about (laughs) him that's all well part of our partnership is that you asked me to tell you how i feel about people or to relay any intelligence and information to you, right? To work for you as a spy. Yes, so, that's I, correct. I'm relaying to you information. Uh, I'm sorry. Two apologies in one day. Are you Look, feeling all right? <laughs> no. <laughs> We're about to see my mom and dad and grow again, and... And that has you stressed my out? party is going to be with me, and it's not just me? <laughs> he sort of leans in a little closer, and that has you stressed a bit? <laughs> Of course it does. You can read me like a book. I have all my emotions on my face, which I don't know how to stop. Hmm. Well, I figure I can offer you some sagely advice, if you'd like. Well, I'm your elder, but okay, sage. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Their eyebrows are raised, and they've got, like, a hand propped under their chin. Couple of blinks. Innocent smile. Hmm. We playing the game, all right? (laughs) Well... I suppose I could offer you sagely advice, or I could help you feel less anxious. Can I ask for both? He thinks for a moment, kind of like looks up at, at nothing in particular, takes a breath. I think both is fine. Yes. I mean, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well. Oh, sorry. Oh, God. Oh, God. What have I become? Three apologies in one night. Oh, no. Soul. He picks up one of your hands in both of his. Are you... are you dying? No. (laughs) Alec. So takes their hand back and they're pouting. I'm not dying. I'm just trying to tell you something and my gut says don't talk. And there's this inner conflict in my tummy and I hate it. Hmm. All I'm trying to say is, as you being my business partner and other things that have happened, I want... I actually do want to trust you and train myself to be able to believe what you're saying and at least give back. Okay. It's just hard for me. I don't really trust anyone 100% ever. I think I can help you with that. Okay. There are certain tells you can look for when people are telling you something other than the truth. Now, those tells can change from person to person, but you can usually pick up one or two of them from anyone. So, 
if you know where to look and how to focus on it, you can get a little bit better about sensing someone's intentions. Okay. So, at this point, Alec is going to go on a long description of different tells and quirks to look for when people are talking to determine whether or not they are lying. He's going to go on at this for a little bit of time, and it's all pretty useful information. So what I'm going to do is what he has done is given you a lesson on sense motive. Okay. And he is going to grant you a plus one miscellaneous modifier permanently. (gasps) Oh my gosh, that's so cool! Oh, that's awesome! That used to be a minus one! (laughs) So it was a a minus one. So he basically just took away your penalty there. Because you had um, a... I had a penalty for my trait. The well-bred trait. He has just eliminated that minus one penalty. That's so nice. That's <laughs> what a spy does. It's what he's what he's good at. So he gives you explanation about how to look for tells and how to tell if people are trying to deceive you. So, so question then. Yes. What tells do you get from me normally? So that maybe I can not show those. Well, have you ever lied to me? He says incredulously. Uh, maybe? Why? You... You've been untrue with me, but... I honestly can't remember. (laughs) Exactly. So, next time you feel like lying to me, let me know ahead of time and I'll look for tells. Can I tell you after I lie to you? I suppose. It's more fun that way. So now that I've given you... We can make a game out of it. Of course. What sort of game would you like to make? Okay. So... (laughs) Now now Soul's all giddy because this is the fucking bookworm in them Mm -hmm. that enjoys lesson plan games... For learning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're <a> fucking nerd. <laughs> okay, so how about when we start the game, we have to say game or something like that. So we know that it's happening, mm-hmm. but we keep talking. And you can throw in a lie, which I assume you do constantly. And, <laughs> and I can throw in a lie randomly in the conversation. And let's just say we just say a paragraph or just a quick, how was your day kind of thing. Now, you're going to know I'm lying probably because you're watching me constantly. So actually, how was your day is probably not the best. Ooh, 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 favorite things. We could talk about things we really like. Like, I really love wine. He nods. And now it's your turn. Hmm. I really like the breeze that comes off the ocean in the morning. May I use a sense motive? Yes. Since we're literally training right now. Yeah. Ooh, that was an 11. You have no idea. I have no idea. It sounded sounded true. (laughs) Their face tells it all where they're like, fuck. (laughs) So now we exchange whether it was true or false? No, we guess. Now we guess. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to guess that yours was true. It's a good guess. I'm going to guess that yours is false. That's correct. I absolutely hate wine. It's disgusting. Hmm. Soul shrugs. <laughs> it's an interesting game. Do you have better ideas to talk about to play? Not at all. Okay. What, what's the next question? Oh, uh, let's see. So, did favorite things... Something you miss. Hmm. Hmm. Priscilla. I'm just going to say I'm doing sense motive for each of these questions. Of so that's a 20. Mm-hmm. You get the feeling that... While he said the name sort of wistfully, you sense, like, distaste behind the word somehow. You just get the sense that he detests this person. Okay. And what do you miss? I miss the sound of tree frogs at night. Hmm. I see. So I'm guessing yours was a lie. You'd guess correct. Yes. Priscilla was a bit of a bitch. Well, fuck her. (laughs) Did you? (laughs) Why? A spy doesn't kiss and tell. Well, I appreciate that, technically. Thank you. Just another, like, just coy smile. Soul is slowly becoming a little more warmed up to just the whole situation of just talking to him, too, by Mm -hmm. playing this game. This is, in a way, their way of learning to trust him. Yeah. (laughs) Alright, your turn. Hmm. I think yours is true. Yep, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. You choose the next round. I chose twice in a row. Oh, uh, very well. What's your favorite food? Venison bourguignon. We'll did a little head swivel because it's like, I'm a fancy bee. <laughs> <laughs> he nods. Saltwater oysters. Really? He nods. And let's do that sense motive. Do, 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 do. That's a tough. You don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a lie? 
Actually, it's the truth. Really? He nods. <laughs> huh. Serve with a, a squeeze of lemon. Oh, I do enjoy lemon on dishes. Most vegetables and fruits. I very much so enjoy them. Okay, he's going to kind of give it an extra bit of pause and say, I think yours was true as well. That's correct. You're good at this. You're getting better <laughs> at lying. To be honest, I had a bit of a trouble with that one. Okay, awesome. That's nice to know. I mean, I've been lying to in a village for a while, so that's good, but I'm sure my face usually betrays me. Well. I can be better, though. Mm-hmm. I have to be. Well, I can help you with that, too. Discerning lies from truth is one skill that a spy has. Telling lies is another. Okay. The key to a good lie is for it to have a kernel of truth in it. That way, it's grounded, and you can keep telling that lie over and over again, and it doesn't move. One surefire way to get caught is for your story to change, even slightly. People pick up on it immediately. So at this, he's going to launch into another explanation of the ways to lie and proper deceit techniques. Wow. So he goes into explanation about exactly how much you should lie, how big the lie should be, whether or not you should repeat it multiple times because it can make it seem less or more believable in certain situations. And he takes, you know, a a fairly long time to describe it, the details of it. And he's going to give you a plus one miscellaneous bonus to bluff. This guy's the best teacher. I love him. So he finishes his description of the technique and says, so I suppose I've given you sage advice now. Yes, you have a wise sage of mine. (laughs) I prefer partner. Uh, So, um, would I be alright then in helping you feel less nervous? Yes. He leans in and gives you a kiss. Oh, there's surprise at first, but compared to the first time he did that, it's a lot more relaxed. They just kind of let it happen. (laughs) (laughs) So, a nice long kiss later, he breaks it. And takes a breath. Can I ask a question because I can be dense sometimes? Of course. When Sol looks uncomfortable, so part of their barrier started to go up a little bit, but they look like they're shaking their head as if a, a way to make it go away. When you say partner, I know business-wise we're working together, but am I misunderstanding, or do you mean... The, the more familiar uh, partner variation. I think we're fairly familiar with each other at this point, are we not? Yes. And we do have a continuing relationship, do we not? E- yes, we do. Well, then I see this two as being one and the same. Normally I'm getting asked out or I ask someone else out. It doesn't really just kind of happen. This is new. He shrugs. You're very peculiar. That's why the queen hired me. Well, she's very smart to have done that. So it runs in my mind that we're forgetting something, but what was it? Soul instinctively puts fingers on their lips to think. Getting something. Mm-hmm. Something was supposed to happen. What was it? What did you do? No. Is <laughs> the first instinct. Mm. No, it was definitely you were supposed to do something. I'm supposed to do something? He nods. Yes, I'm certain of it. You were supposed to do something, and I think... I think it's just sort of gotten lost in the shuffle. That's right! I was going to tie you up! That's it. <laughs> he playfully holds his wrists out to you and gives you a... I do uh, actually have rope on me. And gives you kind of a smirk. <laughs> well, that's too easy. Oh, but all right. I should make it more of a challenge then? <laughs> well, Sol looks away. I would consider their face indescribable, but slightly red. <clears throat> Anyways, continue holding your wrists out. <laughs> Very well. Sol takes out the rope and starts wrapping it around his wrists. And at first they kept glancing up at him to see his reaction. But eventually it becomes kind of a more gentle, just looking at their own rope work. Mm -hmm. A more contemplative sort of thinking look. Mm -hmm. He remains silent. Did you know who we were when we were in the jail cell? Didn't have the faintest clue. (laughs) Was kind of nice to know. Why is that? Well, there are certain elf teachings where, well, to put it in a more easy phrasing, we believe in fate. And it's kind of nice to know you weren't told to be there at that exact time for us to get arrested. It just sort of was a pleasant surprise. And Soul's, of course, continuing to rap while this is happening. Hmm. Makes sense. I don't know if other villages or hell even other races really talk about this sort of thing 
but it was a very prominent thing that I was taught by my mother. She was very adamant on me knowing about fate. Was she concerned that fate would be cruel to you? Looking back on it, I think she was. And Sol slowly lowers his arms and starts to go around him (laughs) (laughs) with the rope. (laughs) And it's, at first it was very gently put on. Mm -hmm. And now it's a little bit more looser and just kind of seeing what he does in the conversation. I think Sol's mind is more in the conversation, if anything, and their mm-hmm. hands and body are just moving along with the rhythm of the conversation. Yeah, and the and the rope work is getting a bit sloppy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think you really have much to fear from fate. From what I've seen, fate deals a cruel hand to most, and not much hand to the rest. Life is simply a series of opportunities, and you either take them or you don't. And it seems like you've taken quite a few and ended up in a fairly good place. I was born into a good place, though. Sort I, of. Sort some, of? Some would say it was good, but I imagine you didn't care for it very much. A gilded cage is still a cage. See, so you see right through me, huh? He shrugs. It's the job. It's true. So You're completely right. While you may think that fate dealt you a good hand, it obviously wasn't for you. So like I said, fate deals a cruel hand to most, and it's simply the opportunities and what you make of them. So, when you were younger, fate handed you a cruel hand. He nods. Yes. Life on the family farm was never easy. I lost siblings, family, just famines, disease, other random cruelties. Do you... do you hate the life that you were put into originally? I hate it? No. I simply pity those who never reached beyond it. I see. I have a question for you. Yes? He looks down at himself and looks back up at you. You've never tied someone up before, have you? Immediate red face. I mean... I've been tied up. That doesn't really help all that much. Well... I mean, I suppose it gives you a bit of an understanding of the process, but... I know how to get out of it, at least. Do you? Yeah. (laughs) Actually... Vera and Marcus tied me up the first time we met, pretty much. Hmm. And then I cut my bindings really easily. Have a switchblade on me at all times. Well, that's a, that's a useful thing to have. But what if you had no switchblade? I don't know. I guess I'd have to figure out how to undo knots, right? He nods. May I see the switchblade? Sol just kind of drops the rope and puts their hand in their pouch and pulls out the switchblade with the butt end towards Alec. So... He's got both wrists bound together and then, like, bound in front of him across his stomach. And then you have the rope sort of just wrapped around and around and around and around his his middle. Yeah. (laughs) He sort of just moves his shoulders in a particular way, and he slips his right hand out of the binding and takes the switchblade from you. Is that bad, huh? I mean, you tried, and that's what's important. Aw, you hate it. (laughs) (laughs) He, He laughs. It's a fine blade, but... Just for sake of argument, he tosses it over and lands it on the table. You have to give me that back at the end of the day. (laughs) don't intend to keep it. But just for argument's sake, say you don't have it with you. Okay. And he uses his now free arm to undo the rest of the rope around him and steps out of it and picks up an end. Now, if an assailant or someone was to get the better of you and tie you up, he, at this point, he kind of gives you a bit of a stern shove and knocks you onto the bed. (laughs) What? Rude. This is a lesson. He takes the rope and gives it a flick to undo any of the loops in it and starts expertly weaving it around and manages to tie your arms to your sides, but not together. So like each arm is stuck your left and right sides. Okay. And then he also weaves the same rope down and binds your ankles together and ends with a knot between your feet. Oh, this is a different kind of tile. This... (laughs) (laughs) So Soul the, looks a little nervous. So the first thing you notice is that you have very, very little freedom of movement, mm-hmm. even though the rope is pretty much just around your waist and your ankles. He's managed to catch your wrists. Your wrists are stuck at your waist. Mm-hmm. So you don't really have much freedom of movement, and the knot itself is actually located between your feet. So you have no way to reach it. You don't know how flexible I am. <laughs> exactly. So he's like there. Say you've been tied up like this. How would you go about untying the knot or freeing yourself? So I would assume currently that my captor is not in the room. He kind of like coyly turns and faces the other way. (laughs) 
but I'll explain it to you verbally. I'm listening. <laughs> so, and at this point, Soul starts to arch their back mm-hmm. and their legs backwards so that their ankles, when their knees bend, reach up a little bit close to their one of their hands, at least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Depending on what side they ended up rolling to. Okay. And they start fiddling with the knot with one hand. Excellent. Could I get an escape artist check, please? You could. <laughs> That's an eight. Okay. So pulling at the rope, you find that that since you can only get one hand on it, and your hand is kind of pinned against your waist anyway, you can't use the strength of your wrist, you can only use the strength of your fingers. And you notice that he's pulled the knot tight enough that the strength of just your fingers isn't enough to undo it. And after about two minutes of pulling, you realize that you're not going to be able to get it loose. Okay, so I guess at that point I'd have to try to shimmy my ankles to see if there's any give in the rope anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, moving back and forth, up and down pretty much. Yeah. And figure out if there's any weakness in the rope. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you shimmy your ankles back and forth and try to get some movement there. But again, it doesn't really seem like there's that much give. If you'd like to give me another escape artist check, we can see what happens. Oh my god. Oh, this is tense. Yeah. What is with my rolls? Nope, it looks like that approach is also not going to work. Ah! Uh, so that takes about another two minutes. I and, am the worst! And Alec is still looking in the opposite direction. Is everything alright? Uh, okay, you win. Teach me. <laughs> hmm. He turns around, walks over, and takes a look at you. Well, I have good news and bad news for you. Okay. Bad news is, it appears that the situation is quite unescapable. What? Mm-hmm. Did you purposely make me have a knot that I can't undo? I mean, if I simply tied a knot to allow you to escape, it wouldn't really teach you anything, would it? You're right. But that takes us to the good news. And that would be? That I'm not a horrible captor that intends you harm. So there's no real danger to the situation. That's... True. He leans down and gives you another kiss. So normally, mm-hmm. when that happens, Soul just kind of lets it happen. Mm-hmm. This time it's a bit more returned. Cool. Let me make a sense motive here. Or at least a wisdom check. Oh, nat 20. He picks Jesus up that... Jesus Christ, Alec! He picks up that, that signal pretty well. Hmm. Okay. Well, in that case, he's going to notice that it's a bit more returned, and he's going to be kind of taken aback by it a little bit. Sorry. Nothing to apologize for. Okay, but if that wasn't cool, I-, I won't I won't do it again. I'm sorry. He kind of cracks a smile and leans in and starts to kiss your neck. Ooh. <laughs> I'm now assuming that it was okay, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I love my little egghead. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nerd! <laughs> I'm not going to be learning how to get out of these anytime soon, am I? Maybe not. Okay. That's probably okay. <laughs> it's said very quietly. Yeah. But it's innocent. So he kisses down your neck and eventually sort of rolls you to your side slightly and mm-hmm. gets onto the bed next to you. So he's going to reach his arm and sort of like start rubbing the middle of your back with one arm. And the other one is going to start feeling down the front of Soul as he returns to your face to start kissing you more. This guy's flexible. Yeah. To be honest, their first interaction, I imagine Soul was a lot more stiff. Mm-hmm. Or even their first two interactions with any of them. Especially <laughs> the very first one. The very first one was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? Who does that? Who does that? <laughs> but because they're trying to be more trusting of him, mm-hmm. they were reciprocate a little bit more this time. They're still a little stiff. There's still unfamiliarity with all of it. Mm -hmm. But they're a little less porcelain doll-like this time. They're probably not as fragile as they seemed before. Good. So, Alec is going to continue doing what he's doing in one way or another. (laughs) Figure it out! (laughs) Yeah. Until eventually he starts to remove some of your clothing. With the binding? still there? So, describe to me Soul's clothes currently. So they have the mantle, which is kind of like shawl, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. over their arm slash chest slash back. It, it goes mm-hmm. around pretty much. Yeah. Does not cover up their shoulders, of course. Right. 
That would be sacrilege. <laughs> That's definitely not soul style. There's... After that, they have a shirt that is slightly dress-like, where it ends at their hips, but in the back it continues on a little bit. That itself is a very more fitting cloth, and it, it actually has to be taken off with a zipper in the back. There's pants. Okay. And there, there's the boots with the fur. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's the, the bindings on Soul's chest. Right. So, is there anything preventing the pants from being pulled down? No. Okay. Then that's probably what he's going to do. Gotcha. So, because, you know, your legs are together and it would make it somewhat difficult to do things in a traditional sense, he ends up taking your pants down and then flips you over and sort of takes you to the edge of the bed and works from behind. I see. <laughs> well, this is new. All right. All right. Well then. <laughs> well then. So then we fade to black. Fade to black. And after it's all over, I imagine he would unbind you as soon as it was done. Because I, I can't imagine that he would want to cuddle you while you were still bound. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so he probably unbinds you once you're both finished. My boy of electricity. So... <laughs> He's also going to explain what you could have done in that situation that you may have mm-hmm. been able to get out. You might have been able to get out of that situation had you flexed your spine in a certain way and sort of arced yourself to get a little bit more slack in the rope. Gotcha. He sort of guides your body and demonstrates it with you a little bit and tries to help you understand better how to escape from situations and grants you a plus one escape artist. It only makes me nervous that I'm getting these bonuses before we're about to go home and I'm like... What does this mean up to? What does this mean? Oh no! Well, that was fun. I'm glad you liked it. I feel like I was supposed to tell you something else, though. Oh? Oh, that's right. LeVette wanted spy training from you, too. But not like this, please. I mean, not that it matters. I mean, are you... You're not jealous, are you? Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. It's a bit of a role reversal there, huh? Why? Have you interacted with her? No, but are you saying that I'm not allowed to... No, you can... Whatever you want. That is your free will to do so. <laughs> does that does that bother you at all? With other people, no. You just seem somewhat apprehensive about that. Just mostly her, if that makes sense. Oh, so you're concerned that she's... What? Are you being protective of her, or... No. The opposite, huh? Um, I see. Bit of a competitive streak, then, huh? He nods. That makes sense. Yeah, your friend does seem a bit different recently. Recently? Mm Mm-hmm. How so? Well, she's wearing a corset now. (laughs) There's a very audible distaste noise. And she's... He gestures to just above his crotch, and she's kind of showing some skin, like, right around here. Soul's now massaging their temples with one of their hands. I take it you don't approve? I don't like the idea of corsets to begin with. I left that sort of lifestyle for a reason. It's terrible, and I don't even think it's good for you. Well, I can't imagine being crushed up by whalebone is a good idea. But who am I to argue with high fashion? Well, Sol instinctively, like, puts their hands on his side and just kind of squishes him a little bit. It's just like, it's just so constricting. <laughs> I think we both know what that's like. Uh, hmm, hmm. He gives you, you a, He gives you a quick kiss on the mouth. You're allowed to get away with it this time. He nods. Only because that was nice. He nods. <laughs> but. So. I, she, oh, God, when we were <laughs> Whaler Cog, oh, You would not believe how stressful that was. Go on. I'm listening. She, (laughs) we're in the room with her mother and father, and she's just like, maybe you want to leave. And I I look at her like, what am I supposed to do? Why are you, like, telling me this? Can I get more of a hint? So I shrug in response, not knowing. And then she just goes and tells her parents, this is the person I've been in love with. (laughs) Yikes. And then... I just left. I couldn't do it. Hmm. I just left. I don't really blame you. That seems very extremely awkward. So... I mean, hmm. I don't know. I guess we've been traveling for a long time, but 
I don't know, usually if you're going to tell someone you love them, you, you're, you, you've been with them for more than... You, you've been actually dating them at least. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it uh, certainly sounds like you two have some issues you need to sort out. Yeah. Especially if you're going to be traveling together on a <laughs> quest. You need to make sure you can trust one another. She and says she trusts me 100% and would take a knife for me. And this is know. also the same one that asked for spy training. Yeah. Well then. But she tends to have little habits that get under my skin a little bit, so the competitiveness and maybe, I don't know, I'm sorry. I'm just really happy about our current arrangement, at least, and I don't want to mess it up. He kind of, like, looks at you, smirks, and says, I don't think you will. Well, that's, that's good to know. So I should probably give Levette different lessons then. Please and thank you. <laughs> Very well. I'll I'll keep our our lesson style private. There's a bit of a blush, but there's definitely a smile. Again, it's okay if you want to do that, though. I have no say in your other relationships. Well, I don't want to create any more contention in your group than already exists, so I think it's probably for the best if I don't do anything like that. Besides, it sounds like your friend's into you and maybe not into people like me. Why wouldn't she be into... I mean, nothing. <clears throat> I said nothing. <laughs> well, thank you for letting me visit for a bit. Is knocking on the mast a good way to contact you, or is there a, a better way? What, what, be... What's best for you? <laughs> well, I think that's fine. The pocket dimension's anchored in here below decks, so as long as you're anywhere near the entrance, I can hear you knock, but I've also been paying attention to where you've been and what you've been saying, so I'm always sort of around. That's kind of comforting. <laughs> Some would say it's a little bit stalkery, but I guess it's a professional hazard. Well, I mean, you're watching our group because of your job. Mm-hmm. Or, or are you keeping an extra close eye because I just grabbed your heart that well? <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure if you, if you grabbed my heart necessarily, but uh, certainly piqued my interest. <laughs> now, I feel like I have a professional obligation to watch your entire group and a different professional obligation to keep an eye on you particularly. Can't let any harm come to the person who I'm partnered with, can I? I suppose not. That wouldn't be any fun. So, like I said, I'm be fairly easy to find. <laughs> but always out of sight. Thank you. He uh, runs a hand through your hair. It's my pleasure. I guess I should put my hair back up, because I'm pretty sure that got really disheveled. Mm, would it have? Well, debatable. But it's been up in a ponytail now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's impressive to see that it's grown enough to be able to do that. Yeah. That's good stuff. One side used to be completely shaved. Mm-hmm. Soul's gonna start to get up and say, so do you, you want me to head out, or...? He shrugs and says, you're your own person. If you have other business to attend to, then feel free to attend to it. Wow, you're you're really nice. <laughs> he kind of just like shoots you a weird glance. He's like, "If you say so." Uh, t- sorry. Do you did you need something? No, it's just normally I feel like I'm expected to do certain things certain ways, and having to listen to everyone constantly. It's it it was just refreshing, although very usually. Could you explain <laughs> a little bit more? Oh well. Growing up, there was a lot of, you have to do this a certain time, you have to wake up a certain time, you have to focus on training and getting better at every single spell, getting stronger, getting better. And then eventually, with my group, it feels like I'm always expected to be or to do something. And I I don't know how much emotional capacity I have for things lately. (laughs) He shrugs and says, well, I'm not going to ask anything of you. It's... Is that so unusual for people in your life? I'm sure it's not. It just feels like it is. I certainly hope it's not that unusual. I would hate to imagine that you're being controlled that much. It's if your... I am, I'll make the tables turn. It's it's your evil fiancé, isn't it? <laughs> Why do you keep going back to this? He shrugs. Just a hunch. I don't even think he tells me. Normally, I tell him to do things. Hmm. We'll see. I'm pretty sure. Just keep your eye on him. That's all I'm saying. 
Yes, I will keep my one good eye on him. (laughs) And the other one fixed by him. That is something, isn't it? What? Oh, nothing. Alec. I'm just saying that the eye that he makes for you suddenly becomes a tool for some outside influence to spy on you. It's awfully convenient. Well, I mean, you're not technically wrong. I just try not to think about those things because sometimes there's truth in those fears. It's better to be aware of the possible danger and be able to do something about it before it's too late. But if you'd prefer to bury your head in the sand, then I'll sit idly by and let you fall into some (laughs) dastardly trap. No, no, no. (laughs) And then I'll just write back to book and say that my mission was a failure. Don't you talk to me like that. I will not fail. Of course you won't, because you have me to listen to. (laughs) You'll take my advice, and you'll be all right. All right, I will. I'll stay more wary. Good. Keep an eye out for me while we're in my village. I'll keep both eyes out for you. Hardy har har. So instead of leaving, I think Sol just kind of curls up. It'd have been a long day. (laughs) Yeah. In that case, he's going to grab the blanket that's rolled up at the end of the bed, and he's going Mm -hmm. to pull the cover over you, and he's going to kind of come in and spoon you from behind. Spooning is the best. Because everyone knows the true lewdness is cuddling. Oh, absolutely. It's the lewdest thing you can do. Whoa. Hand-holding, though. I know, right? That's the ultimate expression of cuddling. All those fingers intertwined. (laughs) So. (laughs) Alright. So, I would like to imagine, fast forward past the night, Mm -hmm. eventually Sol would get up and, you know, give a kiss goodbye and then go back onto the ship. Okay. For another so day. So you're going to, and that's going to be the whole third, the Sunday the third for you? Yeah. Okay. Works for me. Thanks for listening. As always, special thanks to Protagonist for the theme music and Emily Roll for Fantasy for this episode's soundtrack. Interested in following us on social media? Follow us on Twitter at CheckPleaseDnd. Or want to support the podcast and be part of the Czech Republic? Go to our Patreon under Kanishra. Until next time! <laughs> <laughs>